What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? That was really beautiful. It wasn't. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't the best. I listened to a episode, mm. maybe episode 50, episode 100. I don't uh, know. There's so many. We sang the song mm. at such a pitch and such a speed. Mm-hmm. We really had it down. Should we? Let's do it. Let's try it again. <clears throat> okay, we're going to raise the pitch. <clears throat> okay. What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? I mean, that was... Wow. That was really wonderful. Wow. Wow. And that takes years of years, experience. Years. That has taken since July of 2017 <laughs> to finally hone in to uh, a real opening earworm theme song that we haven't gotten to really do live. For and a while. And we certainly haven't been together... No. Since August of 2020. Jack, much, much... Oh, did we record live during the Chris Garneau? I don't know. But I do know we were together during that time. Yeah. And then I didn't see you again. That would have only been one episode. So basically we haven't recorded live with that exception since... February of 2020. Why? (laughs) (laughs) And that's why I can't do this anymore because you don't want to come over. You know, it's just, you're so withholding. Mm. And I've had so much withholding um, people in my life. (laughs) Stuff. (laughs) (laughs) People, and by people, I mean animals. I feel my dog, my. She actually is not that withholding with me once I... I was listening once to I hold her. this episode, which... We I should think, talk about our favorite episodes on, yeah, on this yeah. episode. We're going to, at some point, I'll I'll insert a clip here, which will be... Uh, well, you're going to You're going to figure out how to do it yourself? Yeah, I know. Wow. Well, I Jeremy know. will show you yeah. when he's showing you how to do this, huh? There is an episode where you've just come back from Austin. I he's loved lost. Austin. Yeah. I loved Austin. I was so sick, I think. I can't remember... You, there was something about sickness. Uh, sure. There was something about was an like, Airbnb. There's this kind of weed thing down there that I remember my friend being like, oh, my eyes won't stop running. My, And I was like, me too. Oh, the allergies is what that's called. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this weed thing. This weed thing. I was like, oh my God, my eyes are running. I, I better like really take this grapefruit seed extract, oil of oregano, these uh, Chinese herbs, uh, rubbed them into my eyes, and then smoked two cigarettes back to back. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm going blind. We have to go to the doctor. <laughs> and that is the thing that actually happened. I did. Wait. Oh, my God, it did. I was like, that's never happened, Reed. And then I was it like, has, it's true. It's true. It's it did. True. It did. It happened in the summer of 2019 like, I, when I thought I was I going will blind. not drive this car. I am going blind. It's glaucoma. I was like, do you think you got some of your oils in your eyes? Absolutely not. Your doctor. You have some oils in your eyes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, not that doctor. He was so nice. He was like, I don't know if your insurance is going to cover this visit. Um, you're from New York. Yes. I love New York City Ballet. I know Wendy Whalen. This is free. Wow. Thank you. Preferential treatment for stars. Ah, ah. Heaven. And people who are adjacent to them. And let me just say, uh, I doctor from, oh, where is that in Wisconsin? It's. I think we were maybe in Minnesota. No, hun. It's. Saint Clair. Nope. Nobody Eau Claire, okay. very close, Jeremy. Eau Claire. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Oh, but what if it was oh, 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 Claire Saffet? Oh. <laughs> Did you love it? 
Um, that took Eau Claire and a Claire that you love. I saw an amazing TikTok mm. somebody sent me of this oh, TikTok. young, gorgeous man saying, wow, my life is worthless now without the Bon Appetit content. It has gone away. It's nothing like it used to be. And now I have nothing to do because I basically watched it in lieu of television. And I was like, this person is my soulmate. Did you write them? No, of course not. You should. You should write that. Well, maybe you can find their other handle on Instagram, Twitter, Christian Mingle. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Christian Mingle. Um, So, wait, I want to talk about this eye doctor. So, he did not say it was the oils. He was like, oh, I just just put these drops in and they were that milk steroid drop, which I loved putting that in. It was so um, alien. The... The clone or whatever they're called, people in Alien. When they bleed the milk. milk. Yeah. Um, and then, or in that awful androids. Raised by Wolves. Androids, right? <gasps> Ridley Scott is milk blood for androids. Ridley Scott and Ridley Scott's son, who did Raised by Wolves, was like, you know what? Ridley have ant- Scott did Raised by Wolves. His son directed it. He was just like a producer on it. Oh, 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 I don't care. Um, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and then... I when I got back to New York, he was like, "Why is there all this film of oil on your eyes?" And I was like, "Well, I am putting coconut oil and other homeopathic serums, what have you, around my eyes too with my eczema." And he's like, "You should stop that." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I like to put them up to the tear line. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I use them as an eyeliner. Yeah. I use coconut oil as an eyeliner. I use it as mascara. Wow. Keep my eyelashes looking dewy wet. Okay, what were you gonna say? An episode. Episode. Austin, and then mm. I loved Austin. We so discuss, cute there. Um, oh, your plane movies, and then accents because mm. of you were watching Mary Poppins. You said, Ugh, Ugh. the accents, and then we start talking about Lin Manuel Miranda, and then we laugh mm. harder than maybe we've ever laughed. Oh. I'll play it for you, or uh. we'll play it for our listeners. It's oh. <laughs> so crazy. Um, Oh, that was something that was so annoying. Mary Poppins was like accents. Oh my god! But weren't they all British? But they're the actors. Yeah. No, Lin Manuel is in it. Oh no. Um, he plays. I, I'm sorry. I'm no. I can't do it. They're making an In the Heights movie. I'm so sure. I don't know any songs or music. <laughs> good idea i'm not kidding i don't know what it's about i don't know anything about it but it has to be terrible (laughs) and then he's somehow involved in the little mermaid somehow involved in the little mermaid what do you mean somehow he wrote hamilton who out like who else would do it isn't that enough can he just take his pulitzer and his peabody and his tony and just like go to sleep no. Okay. Global domination. Oh my god. Um It's truly crazy. I was thinking about why do I not like James Gordon? 
Is that his name? Corden. Sure. I was like, I don't like him. No. And I was like, why? I mean, out of all the people to not like, it's not like I dislike this person. Okay, let me just preface this by saying there are so many hateful, heinous right. people, and I actually truly dislike them. This is just someone who I'm like, oh, please don't. Right. This is like when there was that... Um, but he does m- sing songs in cars with gay icons, so that's something. It bothers me. Yeah, but I mean... And I was like, what is it? And then I was like, oh, it's this theater thing about lying. It's this kind of like lying personality. Theater. And then I was like, Lin Manuel. It's this kind of like <sighs> lying feeling where I'm like, you're lying to me. And then I was reminded of this meme I saw shortly before exiting Instagram, which was give theater people the vaccine last. which will include everyone in in live performance and that including me and reed you know it's like all dance people anyone in performance it's just theater people's complaints about this pandemic have seemed the most pathetic to be like how can there be no perform how are people watching sports and not my show Uh, uh, yeah t it's like context hun context yeah 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 um what else is he going to say? Meaning oh. more education for theater. I just was talking about what's great about a BA theater degree, which is you have people who might never actually want to pursue theater post-college, but want to have some experience with it. And that'll be our future audiences. This is a place where where a, mag- a magica, where a magica falls in education <laughs> is so bad. <laughs> a where magica. a magica, a magica education system so bad. A magica is where um, the characters <laughs> from that horrible show we tried to watch the other day come Couldn't from. watch the nevers. If you're mm. loving it, Reed and I tried it and we're like, peep. Nobody's loving it. We were like, PP, BS. We only watched seven minutes. I think we went further in it than we did with um, that Margot Robbie, I have colorful hair movie. Birds of Prey. I fast forwarded through that movie. You did? I did. I think you and Jeremy would have gone to sleep and I thought, I got to know what happens. And so I just fast forwarded and I was like, <sighs> like even in the most actiony part, I was like, <sighs> wow, 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 wow. Oh God. That's how I felt watching, um, I've been watching um, mm. the... This Winter Soldier and the Falcon, is that his name? I can't watch that. You know I can't stand watching men do stuff. It is only. It's exclusively men doing stuff. I hate it. No, thank you. But Sebastian Stan is compelling to me. Oh, and he's hot, okay? So just whatever. He's just hot. Remember him in the I, No. He was Jeff Galuli. Wow. Transformative. Mustache. Just throw a mustache on him. But the body. His body looks amazing in that movie. It does? Mm -hmm. I guess I just don't recall. It's just not like Marvel would have you. Oh, my God. Talk about a movie I loved Margot Robbie in. Her in front of the mirror, getting ready for Lily Hammer and trying to get that smile on. Ugh. Cried. Cried. What was I going to say? I don't know. I'd come back from Austin. Oh, that. Yeah, yeah. All of that. I was also listening to an old episode of ours with Ryan Walker Page. Love. Who you were just talking to. Sister. Uh Uh-huh. And Ryan is telling us this incredible story about being an abused teen. Yeah. Bullied. And just like very offhandedly, he's like, oh, yeah, I was pissed on and Bubba just moved forward and I was shocked to my core and then we all hysterically laughed yeah. and then you proceed to be like well i was also spit on and the kind of spit <laughs> that goes in the mouth 
I mean, when I was spit on, I talk about the bully spit going into my mouth. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. And so you wouldn't tell your parents this was happening to you? No, because I thought it would, like, be... Upsetting for them. Yeah, and bring up a conversation that I wasn't willing to have. No, 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 too much. And and it, like, got beat up and, like, pissed on and, like, all that kind of stuff. That you, yeah. But... So then that one day, wow, not a throwaway line for people listening. Oh my god! Oh my god! It was a shock. Wow! 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 wow. Yeah. <laughs> and I was ready to right. like I tail it. And we and I and I like <laughs> I I didn't get pissed on, but I did get spit in my mouth. Yeah, like like spit on it with my mouth like so that it went in my mouth yeah and it, that was non-consensual so it wasn't hot you know what i mean yeah 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 um i just want to briefly preface um however lynn manuel if you want to produce anything i'm doing um absolutely i think you're incredible i loved absolutely everything i've ever done you're a genius um thank you can you imagine he wouldn't even know what he was looking at if he saw you <laughs> I, when I gag, when I gag about that, it's not. I mean, if he saw a performance of mine, if he saw me, yeah. not even like it's not even that the yeah. performance would be so weird. If he saw me, he'd be like, he'd be like, that's either a trash bag or it's maybe a person. <laughs> Totally. Absolutely. Absolutely. He would he would be like, what sort of goth horror sci-fi show are they shooting around here? Do you have to like get out of costume before you go to craft services? What? This is my face. He's um, like, there's a small contractor bag with a dust bunny on top. You're like, no, it's me. Please produce my show. I'm playing. <laughs> Do you want to tell our listeners about that for you? About your experience with that? So my first in-person experience back from Australia was coming over to Jack and Jeremy's. And I met, I met the Nomi. And uh-huh. we watched things on the television. And kind of. ate chocolate pudding. We watched Trixie and Katya, which, you know, if I, if I had, like... If if this was just gonna be our job, like mm-hmm. if I if I if I was like you know what this is it let's just have this be our job and let's make money at it, we I would be like here we go like that's that's the realm in this way right but me. that means we'd have to somehow get on Drag Race and then no we'd have to be like can someone like put us here's the thing if you want these episodes to go on produce us into a show here you go. There you go. Lynn Manuel. Um, <laughs> uh, Scott Rudin, if you're tuning in, please produce our show. Yeah, please. You can call it the contractor bag with the dust bunny and then like cast And the broom. <laughs> and the broom. <laughs> you can call it the trash bag and the broom. <laughs> it us. Um, Did you ever see that photo of me at Arcastradas where I took this like gorgeous contractor bag that Paige had in the basement and I mean, wrapped it around myself. And it did look like Fashion. CDG. Mm-hmm. It it was incredible. You know what? But it's how I wear the clothes, okay? The clothes don't wear me. Totally. Okay. You and Nancy Dalva. Uh, wear contractor bags and it's fashion. Absolutely. Um, I remember wearing that Max Mar- Mara coat and she's like, oh wow, this is really vintage because this has a clasp on it. Oh. Uh, she was like, she knows. they're so chic now, she they won't knows. close. Anyhow, go on. 
Um, you came over here. You hadn't seen anybody. Right, right. We're I was watching sitting at your dining time. table uh-huh. watching you and Jeremy bicker over, you know, what kind uh, of container to put a leftover uh, in. Absolutely. You know, like where sure. Jack, Jack spent an hour sure. and a half cleaning out the fridge because he decided something stunk. And something did. And you know what? Didn't it smell better when we opened the fridge after that? It did, but do we ever... We don't know what the culprit was, weirdly. Look, all you have to do if your fridge smells weird, put bleach in there. Take everything out, just bleach <laughs> everything down, and then it smells like bleach. It's nice. Mm. And you get to open open up and feel like you're going to a bathroom but there's food in it but jack um jack was was getting fussy and saying like well sure. i can't even find a container to put these raspberries in <laughs> absolutely and then jeremy goes well there's con- clean containers in the or something like a look in the dishwasher <laughs> and <laughs> jack pulled out a shovel he went <laughs> first she went ah oh, they're klein <laughs> <laughs> Upon seeing clean Tupperwares in the dishwasher. Yeah, it really got you. It made you laugh and laugh and laugh. You, it was like Blanche Dubois opens the dishwasher. Ah, <laughs> oh, that Klein. <laughs> yeah, truly. Um, yeah, I saw this photo recently. Someone was like, how are you and Jeremy doing? And I sent them this photo of Marco Channing and Bill in um, All About Eve. And I was like, this is it. Like, I am, I'm this actress who is like, last year I turned 40. Four, oh. (laughs) Bill is 36. He looks young. I hate men. You know, she has this whole scene. That's her boyfriend's 36? It's, Jeremy and I are the same age, like, as Bill and Margot. It's, he is the director who, like, looks at me like, are you kidding? Get over yourself. And I look at him like, I will not calm down. <laughs> he's like, stop. He like throws me out of bed. He's like, you've got to stop being so paranoid. And I go, paranoid? Have you ever seen I've All About Eve? I've never heard that word. You've never seen All About Eve? I have seen it. This is an incredible part where he throws me out of bed. He goes, you've got to stop being so damn paranoid. Paranoid? I don't even know what it means. <laughs> does she really she say does that say that? something like that. Like, you know, there's this incredible part where she's like, where's Eve? And he's like, oh, she went home and, and she goes, oh, poor little flower, dropped her petals and folded her tent. And he goes, don't mix your metaphors. I'll mix what I like. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's absolutely Jeremy and I to the T, well, I honey. I hope that not doing this podcast gives you time to write a film like that. Yeah. from Well, Jeremy wouldn't be in it, but we'd cast like Kristen Coulson in it or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can't write all about Eve, unfortunately, but you can do can a you imagine? version. No, the, uh, there I am. There is a TV show that I'm writing, and there is a movie that I'm writing, and neither of them are anything like All About Eve at all. Oh, no. I hope they're a little like All About Eve. No, I mean, if I'm in them, they will be because I literally because <laughs> you I are, are Betty all... Davis. Uh, honey, let me tell you what I'm all about Eve. <laughs> Except I'm not all about Eve, of course. I'm all about Margot. You know, mm. I was never an Eve Harrington. I never. Oh yeah, I see. I see. I never had the kind of. Um, we've met some Eve Harringtons. Of oh, course. honey, like left, right, and center, girl. Like it is. It's a continual. It's a continual like shifting around the room of of Eve Harringtons. I don't feel as if my life has been disrupted by any Eves. Maybe I am an Eve. Mm-mm. No, no. Mm-mm. You are absolutely a Karen. Who's Karen? Karen is Margot's best friend. Who's like. You should be nice to this girl. She's very sweet. And Margo's like, 
I don't want to meet anybody. And she's like, no, no, you should meet her. She's nice. She's young. She's new to New York. Margo's like, hmm. The girl comes in, tells you the sob story. Eventually you realize the girl's manipulating everyone. And Karen's like, I can't believe you manipulated me. Mm. You're a Karen. I'm a Karen? Yeah, you're a Karen. Karen's also the lady, uh, the painting lady in um, Australia. And Karen is also painting in a scene in All About Eve. Really? Mm-hmm. She's working on a painting because she likes doing crafts and stuff like you. Crafts and stuff. Maybe that'll be what the podcast becomes. You're going to call this. it crafts and stuff? Crafts and stuff. Oh. Yeah. Um, as you know, we haven't planned anything and I still don't know what will happen even next week, but... I do know at some point, maybe Russell and I will talk our way through Claire Saffitt's Dessert Person Cookbook, which is, oh, that's cute. a great episode. Totally. Totally. You could do that for weeks. That could be a 20-episode arc. Honey, that, I mean, it sounds, <laughs> it is absolutely a clonopin for some people. Um, I mean, that people have continued listening to this podcast for 200 episodes. It's iconic. Thank you so much. I did feel sad today, did as you? I thought. I did. I got this pang. Mm. That I was like, mm. I don't, mm. this isn't, I, no. And then I thought, yes. Well, you know, you can. You Come can, back. You yeah. can pop in. Absolutely. Or, or we'll pick it back up. I just know that I, with the amount of work on my plate, I have to, something's got to give. Is that a movie? Yeah. Jack Nicholson and Diane oh, Keaton. my God. At the beach house. I really thought you were. It's first saying Jack, and then I just thought you were saying Nichols, and I was like, "What?" I thought you were saying almost Jack Nichols on the beach. What? <laughs> but no, no. So anyhow, Is yeah, that that's just it. I don't know, girl. I just know the title. Yeah, Keanu Reeves, Amanda Peet. <gasps> Keanu Reeves. He looks the best he ever looked in that movie. Do you know who Keanu's dated? Madonna? A friend of mine. <laughs> Guess who? I can you imagine. Madonna, my new friend. Florencia? Parker. Really? Mm. When? Can't remember. Wow. That's a hot couple. Oh, my God. If you saw them in New York, you'd be like... It's kind of like mirror image twins. So, so gorgeous. Wow. I was wow. watching in a hotel. Maybe this was during quarantine in Australia. I watched um, the third Matrix film. I, mm-hmm. I don't know of the first two, quite frankly. So I was very confused, but he looked amazing. So what happened in... I can't talk about it, actually. The Matrix? I can't. You care of The Matrix? No, it's not about that. I think I think there's stuff I can't talk about. Sorry. I'm, I'll have to wait and see. And uh, and we'll find out. About Kanani. Um, oh, uh Jeremy's oh, giving a wrap-up wrap signal. This is the end of part one. This is the end of part one, of, but stay tuned. We're just taking a little break. Jeremy and Reed need to go have a meeting for Pam, Panowitz, for Pama Janowitz. Uh-huh. Tama, 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 Pama Janowitz. Tampa Jam. <laughs> <laughs> Sandwich. Oh. And we're back. back. That was-
was beautiful. <laughs> um, so we, we, uh, you guys had a Tama meeting. Um, I had schoolwork stuff to do. Uh, you and I then went out to get coffee. Everywhere was closed in Greenpoint. Everything was Everywhere closed. Everywhere was closed in At Greenpoint. 4 p.m. on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Everyone was like, um. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. It's five. It was 5.30, actually. It was 5.30 when Bozo went out. I've never heard of a coffee shop being... Nothing's ever closed in New York. I mean, hello, I needed to get jazzed. We got a little jazzed, but now it's... It's crashing quickly. Yeah, so I was like, we've got to like record this. Sunlight that's coming in at like a uh, horizontal line. You know, it's bedtime. Oh, full time. It's the, the thing that happens um, in uh, uh, Manhattan Henge. Yeah. Is, Here, I uh, think this is would happening. be a nice what? way to... Oh, something's happening? Yeah, I'm going to read you mm. something. Oh, is it a letter? Yeah, it's a listener letter. A listener. And I think it'll be a nice way to move us into part two. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, I just don't want to feel. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. This is from William McBride, Australian friend. <clears throat> it's entitled, Thank You Fan Mail. Dear Reed and Jack and Jeremy, for some reason a few days ago I needed to look up the video of Lady Gaga singing the national anthem Mm. at the Biden inauguration. Heaven. As I watched it, I started chuckling, recalling Jack's devotional account of Gaga walking down the stairs, turning to thank her chaperone guard, giving special fangirl thanks to the Obamas, refusing eye contact with Mike Pence, etc. As you reach this ultimate moment of the 200 episode milestone and the uncertain future, what have you, this experience of watching Gaga and recalling Jack's account made me think of an idea from the philosopher Jacques Derrida. Yeah. Bear with me. He says that for a gift to truly be a gift and not a transaction loaded with obligation, the person giving cannot know they're giving a gift and the person receiving cannot know they're receiving a gift. I think dance and stuff has been that. Over the last four years, I've listened for nearly every episode. There have been the Peabody award-winning interviews with Terry O'Connor, Beth Gill, Linda Murray, and Gus Solomons Jr., Michael Cole, and Rashawn Mitchell. But just as satisfying have been the hours and hours of listening to the two of you prattle on about any old thing (laughs) while I fold washing or do the dishes. When I met Reed at the start of 2020, we were having dinner and I was like, I know all this stuff about you. (laughs) This is very strange, but it was also like catching up with someone I've known forever. Thank you both very much for giving a perspective during these very strange and challenging times. Your 200 episodes have spanned Trump and the pandemic. Your queer perspective, your dance perspective, your artistic, aesthetic, political, personal, historical, contemporary, performative, New Yorker, late 30s, early 40s, in the 2000s perspective, have been a solace. This is what I mean by the Derrida idea. What you think you're giving might not be exactly what others are receiving. What you think is boring or irrelevant or insignificant is not necessarily boring or irrelevant or insignificant to others. If this is the end, I will really miss your points of view, together and separate, on the insane unfolding of the 21st century. This kind of ruins the Derrida logic, but thank you very much for sharing yourselves over this time. It has been a gift. XX Will. Will, thank you so much. And again, I'm going to put it out there. If you are able to get me to Melbourne, 
I will continue with this podcast <laughs> for I'll do an episode every week if Reed and I can live in Melbourne. Um, so, Lynn Manuel, if you're listening, I feel you could pull some strings. Um, and uh, uh, I'm I'm very touched by that. And indeed, you know, we. My God, when we started this in that summer of 2017. Mm. Remember Heather Lang? Remember Heather Lang coming over and yeah. us being so hot that we you all took had... took off your clothes. Heather and I both had to take off mm-hmm. our shirts. We were like, Heather I can't do this. told us the story of her prom dress getting melted on the uh, lawn by her mom. Her mom burning it on the lawn. Incredible. So, you know, I was a very good kid. I, I show, you know, did all the ballet classes, you know, living my best life, got good grades, blah, blah, blah. But then when I turned 16, I was just, I, I had to be a rebel, a ghoulie, you know, that was just something for me. I never hooked up with boys. I never drank. It was the whole thing. Yeah. So my, my senior year is when it all started to like crumble. I was like, I'm going to do ecstasy. I went to the clubs. I was going to raves, blah, 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 blah. My cousin's a year older than me. She was doing a whole like college thing upstate or whatever in Wisconsin, whatever yeah. it was. Had a wild night out. We were out till like two in the morning. I told my mom I would be back at midnight. Now my mom is crazy. I love her, but obviously she cuckoo for the relate. cocoa puff. Relate. So Reed she, I, relate I said, I said Kelly, that's my cousin's name. Kelly, when you drive by the house, I need you to open the door and I'm just gonna do a rollout. I'm gonna just do like, cause my mom's gonna be there with like a baseball bat. I don't know. I don't know what <laughs> she's gonna serve. My like my mom is gonna be giving you like full remix, whatever. So. So we roll up to the house and she's not, you know, screaming like, you know, a bat out of hell. She's on the front porch, fully like, with a glass of white, kind of beveling. Yes. Siggy, cigarette. And she does a step forward, pivot turn, head whip, opens the front door, slams the front door. But I'm gagging because I'm like, that is so not like, well, it was to cut. It was so, yeah, I was like, where bitch. But it's so not her. Like, she's so full out. So to see her in this sort of, like, very restraint, like, step, touch, pivot, door, boom. So then I look down. So then I'm like, oh, God, now I see this, like, smoky pile. And I'm thinking, gosh, what is that? that? Whatever could that be? It kind of looks like the Wicked Witch of the West had melted. (gasps) Then I look closer. And now I'm getting in. I'm like, oh, my God. That's my prom dress that she fully lit on fire. In the front lawn. On the front lawn. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Had you already gone to prom? Yes, I did. Oh. But uh, it was my favorite dress. And I, you know what I mean? It was was meant to be reworn. It was meant to be reworn. You know, because we're like, we're not rich. Like, we're from the suburbs. We're doing like, oh, I saved up my money to like go to 579 to get like the dumb dress or whatever it was. This is, that's, I mean... Was this dress like a poly blend, so fully melted? Or yes. Was it, yeah. huh. it was a plastic block because it was like black. Of course, it was black and a huge puff, a huge like puff, oh, like a thing, like yeah. backless, swoopy, whatever. It really and was, it was melted, just like a like melted. Yes, honey. That's our show, by the way. You should write that one down and put it in a show. Incredible. Um, That's really, and I remember that crystallizing in in this way where I thought, because we started and and it felt like oh we've got to. And quite quickly, even in the first episode, we were like, okay, so we're really going to get into... I can't. I can't. We're just going to have to talk about what we're going to talk about. You know that we used to do a thing where every 10 episodes, we would do just a Jack and Reed. I don't remember that. Nor did I until huh. I was looking through things today. And I okay. thought, huh. Huh. This is a pattern. Oh. Um, did Jeremy have us do that? Probably. Probably. 
Yeah. yeah. But um, we had so many wonderful guests along the way. I, I, too, too many to name. And, and the, no, do name. Name some. I absolutely can't because the website exists for that, which, you know, Jeremy's going to have to teach you in a, in a, in a in brief a moment. moment how to keep up. We twice had Pam Janowitz for full interviews. For full interviews? Yeah. We well, had, deserved. Early, early on, our you know? second episode was none other than Miss Harriet Jung. Episode yes. two. Yeah. Because our first was just you and I. Well, of course. When we very quickly in the beginning, we had James, we had Russell, we had um, Tiffany, we had, um, gosh. Beth Gill. We had Beth Gill. We had Lloyd Knight. Jen Harris. We had Lindsay Mack. Oh, you know what? We don't need, we shouldn't do this right now. Really? Because, yeah, well, because if we just start listing everyone's names, people are going to be like, what the fuck is this? Like, this is, okay, so when are they coming back together? And instead they're going to, like, list through everybody, and then what, read next week is going to be like, well, today I did yoga. Like, you know, <laughs> I mean, I, it's this real kind of like, look, I don't know what it is we're supposed to do in this moment. That's okay. I can hang out in that. I guess I'm just going to say I don't feel the need to list the names of everyone because they're on, they're on the site. And I love all of those people. And I'm glad we got to interview them all. And I'm also saying, look, maybe we'll come back and, and interview a bunch more. I just, I'm just saying, I need a moment. My God, why is everyone attacking me? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, why can't people just give me my, my Leela moment, my disappearance act? I mean, even when I tried to disappear last year up to Parker's and completely, completely hide out, I was not able to because of this. This is oh because of the podcast. Yes, because oh, of the podcast. Right. I actually I kept had to. You. I had to keep showing up. You, I mean, of course, I have a job that I was doing uh, on Zoom uh, relentlessly. But then there was this, and then the summer when it was like, okay, now I won't do anything. Nope, still. So not that I won't do anything, but you know that I could uh, have. Um, I don't know. It is a thing that happens seclusion. for one hour a week, and I I do realize that it can take its toll. On me. On you. It doesn't take, I don't think it takes a toll on you. No. Uh-uh. Sometimes I forget it happened. Yeah. Or that it's happening. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, my mind is of, well, I will also, it's something around the um, the amount of cascading work that began to build and then me to be like, and then once we got this dog, it was Don't like, blame the dog. I'm going to blame the dog. You know what? You know, Jack, if, if you've you been have... not wanting to do this for a long time. That's true. <laughs> Four years. I've been not wanting to do this since we started. It's kind of true. <laughs> I mean, A of all, I was like, I don't listen to podcasts. You've never listened to a podcast. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Um, I've listened to bits and pieces of some. I've been on podcasts and I haven't listened to those. I don't want to mm-hmm. hear myself. I mean, I was there. I've heard every episode of Dance and Stuff, aside from some of the Patreon ones. I can't I didn't, believe it. I couldn't figure out how to listen to them. Because <laughs> <laughs> you forgot our password. Um, uh, which our password is boop. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, you love podcasts. I love podcasts. They're my what friends. is it that you... Okay, they're your friends. Go on about that. Well, it's that. like, I've stopped listening to music, essentially, sure, because sure. of podcasts. Okay. I'm go ahead and blame podcasts. Okay. But I started listening to podcasts... 
how loud you got on that sentence was really incredible. I was like, I'm a broadcaster. Well, all of a sudden you started to scream. I started listening to podcasts. When I think someone, Trey McIntyre, told me about throwing shade when we were somewhere. Uh Uh-huh. Working on some project, some project somewhere, and and I thought I'll listen to that. And I, I prior to that, I was not a podcast listener. Uh huh. So I listened to. They were probably at that point maybe into the low one hundreds or maybe of their episode count. Mm-hmm. How many have they done now? Five million. Do they do one every week? Yeah. But they've had breaks. No. They've never taken a break. No, no. Wow, good for you. Mm-hmm. Good for you, too. But they do a thing where they'll stockpile occasionally if they need a break. Ah. Have we ever done that? Um, like, like a few times we recorded, like, two in one week when it was, like, (gasps) when we looked at weeks ahead and you were like, I'm going to Switzerland. (laughs) Well, sometimes we we had this period where we did two-part interviews where they would be long. Those were good. Graham? Graham. Martha Graham? Martha Graham. Uh Uh-huh. (laughs) <laughs> Sarah Silverman. Uh-huh. 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 Um, but at any rate, Isaac Asimov. Um I so I started listening to Throwing Shade and that was it. Then I was like, I guess I love a podcast because I love the very nature of two people having a good time in conversation with each other. And that then became the formula for the podcast that I like. Mm-hmm. It had to be friends. Mm-hmm. 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 And then mm-hmm. subsequently the podcast we would make. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Which originally I think our intent was something more... What were we intending to do? Well, I... I and I do feel we accomplished this uh, in ways, some. which was to get... Uh, for example, I absolutely wanted more people to know about choreographers that we love and whose work we uh, feel is absolutely changing dance. And if more people knew about it, there would be more change. Mm -hmm. And so the tour system is, uh, bye girl in America. I I just wanted to talk to friends on the air. I I didn't. I really was like I want I really want people to know about these people. And I want people to have because it's something that I think people can feel not only perhaps not appreciate but even feel shut out from. I felt what if these people could give an access into their humanity and what drives them to do this thing that is so utterly uh, I mean, the people who are going to make any little glimmer of living from it are so, so small. So small. Mm-hmm. I, You know, Trixie and Katya, I was looking up today, their net worth. Uh-huh. Want to guess? What I do think you think Trixie's is? More than Katya. Yeah, well, that's why we're starting with there. Let's go with, what's, what do you think Trixie's net worth well, is? Well, Trixie has a cosmetics line. Sure. I'm gonna say her own her own YouTube channel. I'm gonna say two music, million music touring stuff like that. I did my guess. Okay. Um, and what do you think Katya's is? Six hundred thousand. Okay. So Trixie Mattel's net worth is ten million. Whoa. And Katya's is one million. How'd they do it? Um, 
And Trixie's worth $10 million. But I wonder like how much of that is Trixie's money. Well, also when it goes into net worth, it's like property, etc. Yeah, I mean, she bought that condo, blah, blah, blah. And um, Did I tell you that we've become really good friends? Me and Brian? No. Oh, yeah. Uh, got his number, um, sent him a text, and no. we're starting a podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's called... It's called... Um, dragon stuff. It's called uh, oh, Wisconsin Cheese. Stuff. That's good. Well, it's, it's called cheese. Wisconsin Cheese Queens. I would listen. It's called um. Jack, it's called Cheesehead I Queens. Would listen to your. You point. listen to Cheesehead Cheeseheads sure. Queens. Cheese Cheesehead Queens. As you sabotage this one to do your own, Can I would still listen to it. You imagine? I was like, if I was like, so Look at this fake Tony Award was that for what is that? Jeremy made. That. I can't even see where you're looking where he's put it. He's hit it. Oh, he's hit it. So Jeremy made, when he did the Tony Noms thing all for all arts, he made a little model of a Tony Award and like all this other little, scale, what Jeremy? have you. No, you made it up. Have you ever held a Tony? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that look like one? Vaguely. No. Mm-mm. So small. Way they're, smaller they're than a regular Tony. Oh my God. So heavy. One of the heaviest things. <laughs> Out of all the awards I've ever picked up. <laughs> I have to say, I found the Tony Award to be unnecessarily heavy. an Emmy, which is an absolutely lethal device. What award isn't? What award couldn't you kill somebody with? Well, I mean, an Emmy, you'd you'd accidentally kill someone with an Emmy just by walking by them. Scrape them. (laughs) You know, sever a jugular. Slash their vein. Yeah. Uh Oh, sorry. It'd be a little harder to kill someone with an Oscar. You have to do a really blunt force trauma with one of those. I think you could just take one good swing and they'd be done. But it's intentional. Yeah. But with a Tony, I mean, it's hard because you hit it against her head, it just spins. Can you? I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> yeah. just like, yeah, like, you're just like, spin around like I a gyroscope. Yeah. Um, yeah. You'd have to try to make them swallow the disc. That might kill them. Um, I think you would, gr- you'd have to kind of grab your, you'd grab your hand through the ring where the disc is. So the mm-hmm. disc would be on the other side and, and then you use the, the po- bottom, the, the, po- yeah, the, the podium part of pedestal. it. The pedestal. You'd have to pet head well, them. Ever thank heard God that? We figured that out. I've heard pet head. It's when you hit someone with the pedestal on the head. Pet head. You got to pet head them. Um. Anyways, mm. this is anyways our, still our last episode. <laughs> it's. I mean, for now, I'm not committing to anything. LFN last for now. Yeah. How long more do we have to record? <laughs> 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 I'm so hot. Jeremy, do you have any words? I think that's a good place to end. No, no, I have something. I have a last thing. Oh, it's not going to be the last. I don't know that I'm going to want what you present to be the last no, thing. No, I thought this would just be a nice, a nice way of saying goodbye for now. But how much time Yeah, is it? I... Uh, I don't know. What was the other one? Uh, the other one was 20-something, and now this is at 17 minutes. So we still got, like, you know. See, Reed? Do you see what I mean? Like, it's not just me. Like, what do you mean? Do you know what I mean? I don't, I don't think that you should do this every week either. Like, <laughs> I, I, I feel like you have commitment things that are like, oh, I started this. I just have to keep doing it no matter what. That's true. And I do that sometimes. It's like my whole career. I, almost everything. And I, and I want to give you permission 
to think about what you want to do and to make space and time. But you know what happens to when, do that when I, when I give myself space and time, I sleep. I just want to lay down. Maybe you need rest. I Maybe don't. you need That's deep, deep rest. Do you know like how <laughs> when you lay down? Yeah. For like three hours or yeah. days. I've never. Hmm? Hmm? I'm trying to think if I've slept for days. I've definitely called in and Jeremy's like, oh, he's still asleep. I say it's 1, 8, 1 p.m. Sure, sure. In this pandemic, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Did you, I mean, someone sent me this Times article, which is about, you know, we're headed towards a lot of grief coming up. Why? Ladies and other from, ever, from everyone who's died. Oh. Read. And <laughs> I was like... And my friend was like, wow, Cassandra, you, you know, you've been talking about grief and like how exa- blah, blah, exhausted. And I was like, yeah, I would have written this article last year when it's like, okay, everybody, everyone's starting to die. Feel your feelings. It's, it's upsetting. The way the government's handling this is horrific. This is a fucking death cult. Like, what have we all built our lives on? Where's the care? Where's the humanity? Jesus Christ, all these people saying they believe in God, yet they're not going to take care of each other. What? And <laughs> what? now and now people are sleeping. I'm, you know, this is where I'm I am like Kristen Dunst Melancholia. Where for the mm-hmm. first part I'm like, oh my god, I, I got to rest. You're waking up now. And now I'm like I started to wake up like earlier too, though where I was like, okay, fine. Jam with my fingers, eating the bread, <laughs> laying naked out under the moon, you know, being like under you know under like the death planet being like <sighs> do you fine. think that melancholia was written about me no but th- this is the question like okay. did Lars von Trier write that movie That's I a- believe so did he have this emotional experience or was he basing it off of somebody it seems very female weirdly but maybe not i mean madame bovary is truly one of the it's an incredible book about uh, being trapped as a woman and it's written by a man. I mean, there's, it's, mm. and uh, as just as men have written, I mean, women have written excellently about men. See, I can't even say man, woman anymore. I'm so over it. <laughs> just <laughs> call it, just close it out, please. It's true. I have to, you know, I've, I said this to my class in the Arnie Zane interview when he's taught with Leslie Farlow um, shortly before his death. And this is, early 80s and he's talking about maybe mid 80s but still he's talking about how sad he is about the representation of sexuality and gender on stage and how it's it's so behind and he can see the younger generation really starting to change it and that they're mm-hmm. all going to get wiped out and that it's it's so devastating i can't even begin mm-hmm of how far back we are from what that did. And it's just, and where I feel devastated as someone who does not relate to the binary and never has, and just what was taken inside of that. And uh, it's, it is incomparable. Like there is nothing to compare what this government did with AIDS. Here's the flip side. Okay. Ready? Sure. <laughs> That's my job. Flip side. What would have been like the source of tension in everything you do without 
all of this. Anything else? I'll take anything other than that. I, I would have just liked mentors. I, you know what? I am. I, I think that it's knowing me. I don't think it's that hard for me to find rage. Do you no, know I, what I mean, Reed? I, I think, think I'm. It, I think I, I was born think a kind of rageful person. It wouldn't have person. existed if like people had transcended gender binaries by the time you were a child. Great! I would love to talk about something else. Honestly, like I think, what if I would have been able to just make beautiful work, like these? No, that's boring. Well, honey, it's what sells. Clearly, still, it's great that all this that you have intuited all this misery. <laughs> Someone had to do it. Um, I mean, it's. I would have, I remember having this boyfriend once, you knew, I'm not going to say his name, but um, it was post-Matthew, um, and it was David, and he was like, remember David, who was dating during meet? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so let's not say his last name, because he's married now and has a child, and I, I, wa- I want him to, to feel free, totally free from me, and um, <laughs> I, uh, I remember him saying, he'd seen two of my pieces, and he was like, someday... Someday I think you're going to make something really beautiful. What? And I was like, fair enough. He was like, uh, your work is just, it's so ballistic and devastating. Like you're, you're how narrowed in on grief and anguish and rage and despair you are. And I said, yeah, but I have a lot of humor in it. And he said, yeah, but it, the humor is also what opens it up for being devastating. And I would have loved the opportunity to early on be like, I want to make a beautiful phrase where we do something gorgeous. I just couldn't even but that's not, wrap my mind that, around that. that. Well, and that's also not in the realm of like what your work could or should become. I mean, I think the word beauty could be applied to something that you make or have made, but not in that way. I, I don't mm-hmm. think that David meant that <clears throat> in terms of like, oh, maybe you'll make a Trisha Brown dance one day. No, I'm, no, he meant something. And what <clears throat> he did mean by it was something that w- would have like, Joy and I, but I have a lot of joy in my work, I would say. Yeah. A joy of stabbing people I hate in the face. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The joy of how like hysterical being murderous can be. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what a gift to really realize through the container of what I was pressed through that art is not for everybody and good art should actually not be for everybody. And in fact, it should be against some people. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, well, art that, like, tries to be for everybody tends to be certainly not Ugh, for me. It's Honey, and not for me either. I know. My, so clearly my, it's not my, for everybody. My word. My word. <laughs> <laughs> I love throwing a my word in there. But oh, then again, land. we get... Oh, Oh, my stars. Oh, oh, my, oh, my landa. What's that from? Olanda? What's Olanda? <laughs> They're clean. I don't know. <laughs> and it... And they took Olanda from us. We weren't able to keep it. I just couldn't keep Olanda running. Not with all the costs and all the death building in. It's you a, don't know what death is like, Miss Stella. No, you don't. It's a U.S. Southern staging of Orlando. Olanda. <laughs> you know Olanda? what I bet? You know what I bet Olanda is? I bet it's like margarine or something. Lando Lakes. Lando Lake spread with sweet cream, lower and fat and cholesterol free. Really? Good fat, good stuff. I don't think that's how the rest of the no. jingle goes, but I do love making up a jingle. Was, was that it? first part real? Lando Lakes spread with sweet cream, <laughs> lower in fat and cholesterol free. Yeah, it is. It absolutely is. Because I remember seeing it on the TV and, you know, they got in. It was like, by Menon. Or what was another one that was, uh, I remember hearing a lot. Um, Colgate. 
<laughs> no, you made that up. You made that up. You I made did, that up. I did. I did. Why don't you try Listerine? Pepperidge <laughs> <laughs> Farm. What it means to, to be, be from, from trees. trees. That is it. That is it, though, isn't it? No, Poland Spring. Oh. What it what? means to be from Maine. What it means to be from Maine. Wait. Oh, um. You better watch out for the Keebler elves. Put them in your mouth. <laughs> I think that's Keebler, right? That's correct. Um, that's, that's absolutely uh, right. That's, uh... Oh, this is a good one. Barilla pasta. <laughs> <laughs> and this was my favorite. Uh, Spaghetti. Oh, 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 oh. They're, oh, they're very similar. That is very similar. <laughs> I do remember this one. Prego, 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 prego. No, this was my fave. <laughs> Classico spaghetti sauces. <laughs> <laughs> These are really good. This um, one was also good. This uh-huh. one was really good. Put them in your pocket, put them in your shorts, put them in your lunchbox, Newman's own. <laughs> that is incredible. Put them in your pocket, put them in your shorts, put them in your lunchbox, Newman's own. That is really. Really, that made my whole body break into like a very. Wait, did I already ask you this question? This piece of trivia. Wait, do you remember the rice one? Because that was one. Rice aroni, the San Francisco treat. Yeah, that was good. That's what about real. um, hamburger helper makes a great meal. Oh, no, I don't know. That, that was Wisconsin. <laughs> only, only aired in Wisconsin. Hamburger Helper ads. We're they, only they probably wouldn't we're allow only, that in New York. No, no. But I do recall the not. glove puppet. Sure, honey. The animated glove. Sure, honey. That glove puppet. Oh, honey. Yeah. Kind of, kind of a little like. He was so cute. He was kind of hot. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do to me? What glove was the puppet? song the California Raisins sang? California raisins. Uh, uh. That's kind of right. It's actually. something like that. They it's were the, California dreaming. It's the California raisins. Um, what about this one? Wait, I have one. I have one. Ooh, 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 gushers. No. <laughs> <laughs> what about makes mouth happy? <laughs> what? What was the, what was it selling? What was it selling? Twizzlers. That's not it. Makes mouth happy. And oh. I remember this. Whatchamacallit. Oh my God. Do you know what? <laughs> I loved Whatchamacallit. It's a candy bar that no longer exists. It was it was a I candy know. bar that could only exist in the time of Pee Wee's Playhouse and Judy Tenuta. <gasps> Do you know what I mean? Where, to tell me more. Did Judy Tenuta have the accordion? Mm-hmm. Oh, she was fun. Dead. Oh, amazing. <laughs> um, Lando Lakes spread with sweet cream, lower in fat and cholesterol free. Um... J-E-L-L, no, Le- don't touch me. Leave me alone, Bill Cosby. That is, that's how that jingle went. <laughs> I was obsessed with jigglers. Obsessed. I really, really wanted... Jigglers? Yeah, because I never got one. What's a jiggler? Where, you know, when they were when they were blowing up Jello and they were like, this is the thing you can do with this Jello jigglers. You can like cut out letters and stuff from it. Oh yeah, I had that. You didn't get to do that? No, of course not. Well, your mom probably was like, we're not going to put like sugar and cornstarch into it. Well, I think she it. was like, I don't know how to make jello. <laughs> 
That's psychotic, right? Jello's a packet. I know, but the my mom did do a mighty fine pudding where you just pour milk into the powder and it becomes pudding. Ugh. Oh, delish. Remember how we made pudding it, two nights ago? Yeah, delish. Real pudding. We made real pudding. It was good. I think it mighty fine tastes very similar to what we made. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what I didn't make any of that. You and Jeremy made that. It was delicious and... But I was like, I remember thinking this is two degrees better than if I just bought it in a store mm-hmm. out of like a packet. So like what it, too much hassle. Look, if I had dumped some chocolate pudding from the plastic cup into a cute crystal glass with some whipped cream and raspberries mm-hmm. on top, mm-hmm. you would have been like, gourmet. No, I would have been like this from the store. I'd be like, this Jack, is two degrees. I don't believe below that you are that discerning in what? any way. In all. my taste, I'm very... <laughs> Very discerning <laughs> in my taste. I've watched have you, you ever eat had? Things. Have you ever seen the delicious food I make? You've no. been here for cold cut salads. <laughs> You've been here for a hot mush. But you, look at the food in your household has improved exponentially. The the oh my god, absolutely! I mean, Jeremy was like, "I'm going to cook," and I was like, "I'm going to sleep." <laughs> so true. Absolutely, Jeremy. Did you do a recipe following prior to this past couple of years? Were you a recipe queen? No. No. This is a new develop- COVID development. Yeah, I mean, which was very assisted by uh, the... Desperation. No, like- but also, like, this summer of Jeremy Parker and I living together and being like, let's do this and let's do that. And we really got into cooking. Mm-hmm. Like, we really... It Something was, to do. Yeah, and we had we had a blast. And, and Parker, very wisely, was like, I really want you to get into cooking so you can ground into reality outside of work. And I was like, I'll have Jeremy do it. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I'm going to, I've been having the most, no one likes to hear about dreams. And so I'm not going to talk about them, but I did tell Jeremy some of my recent dreams. And he was like, I get why you're sleeping. I get why you sleep because they're, they're incredible. And it is this thing where then you wake up and you think there's nothing on TV. I literally am like, there's nothing on TV that's as good as the dreams I have. There's Except not Trixie and Katya. Um, they they make they make me laugh, but um, <laughs> but they are the stuff of dreams. Well, they're kind. Look now, <laughs> they make me laugh, but I don't find them poetic or abstract. No, and. My, and my dreams are truly like that movie was incredible. Like, mm. so good. And the, my castings are incredible. Casting Danny DeVito as the villain and Catherine Hahn as his younger, like, evil sidekick. I mean, go off. Oh, I can't remember a dream of late, but I Hollywood, call me. Jack will dream your script into existence. I mean, if I, look, if Hollywood was like, does anyone have a kind of like kooky script for HBO Max? I'd be like, sure, I, honey, that raised by wolves bullshit nonsense. I could absolutely. You would dream that on honey, a plane ride to LA. Oh, honey, I'd be like, this one's not so good. Let me help you out with something a little, a, that's going to be a little more tense and actually give some follow through to something instead of just mm. this woman puking up a snake that mm. like grows 30 feet every five seconds. Please, please. She puked up a snake? She's like, whoa. Did you not see Raised by Wolves? I did, I love. This, like... 
I mean, uh, I this liked. levitating snake comes out of her and then sh- it sucks onto her and it's like sucking her milk, her android milk. Oh. And then her and her, her and father get in a spaceship to like go thrust it into the center of the planet. But instead they just come out another zit hole on the other side of the planet and then like Vaguely break it down and the thing breaks and they have to, oh, they jump out of the ship. And then is that sort of the end of season one? Yeah, is that this gigantic dragon is now going to be like flying around. Oh, the, that which was the little thing sucking on Yeah, her. yeah, except that by the time the season's done, it's now like 50 feet and you're like, Ridley oh, Ridley Scott's got to get another gig, you know, it's like always this Well, honey, thing. what about this, what about this Sigourney? It's, ha- happening. it's happening. She's coming back. Alien happening. She's coming, coming. Coming back. And they're just completely being like, um, Alien 3, 4, and all the other ones didn't exist. What? They're going to like approach it Why as if they're picking up. She dies in Alien 3, and then she's brought back through DNA in Alien 4 with Winona Ryder. Did you ever see it? Yeah, but because I do remember it's like by the guy various, did Delicatessen. Like, Sigoni Weaver's Sigoni. Very Sigoni. In, um, <laughs> like, tubes of glass liquid. Totally. Right? That she's like, oh, my God, and it's a bunch of And some of them are fucked up. Yeah, and she blows them all up with a right. fire thing. Because they only, like, kept the one good one. Her. Wow, why do I know this? Because you saw it. I have such, like, specific... That's the only thing I remember from that movie. The you know what else I remember from that movie? Mm-hmm. I remember seeing it and getting in a cab, and in the cab, hearing that Princess Diana had been killed, and me and my friend grabbing our hands and crying. Do you know what I, the movie I saw when Princess Diana had been killed? This is also weird that I know the movie I saw like the night before, Event Horizon. I never saw that. It is the scariest movie besides Seven. What? Does it take place in outer space? Mm-hmm. I love outer space stuff. It's so Sam Neill. <gasps> I love Sam Neill. He's so handsome. It's Sam Neill. Oh my god. He's from New Zealand. Um, Sam Neill's so handsome. I love you, Sam Neill. Sam Neill, would you like to be on our podcast? Also, uh-huh. I was watching... If um, Sam Neill was like, I don't know, I, like, I don't know how they talk. I'd like to be on your <laughs> podcast. I'd be like, yeah, I'm hot. <clears throat> he... Oh, no. I was watching that documentary about Alien, the making of with the... Uh, really good. Heaven, that documentary. Is- do you remember Tom Skerritt's teeth? Vaguely, it's just a mess. It's so doesn't matter. So handsome. So scary. So scary. Fine. It looks like just porridge with like golden raisins. Mm. Just sort of because of his smoking. I don't know. Hmm. I really don't remember being like what. Because I remember being like Tom Skerritt's hot. I I was like hot. He was so gorgeous for so many years, but now he looks. Oh, this is now. Literally now. Oh, I thought you were talking about back then. No, 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 no. Right now. I don't remember seeing him when I watched the documentary. Oh, well, he was a talking head and chest. Uh, I remember Sigourney talking about it being like her first gig. She wasn't in the documentary. I don't think I've seen this. (laughs) I saw this thing on YouTube about the making of Alien. No, no, this is a full like feature documentary that's with, um, that discusses the whole. Oh, it's an H.R. Geiger documentary. (laughs) Sure. More or less. Okay. No, I'm more... I remember... I saw the documentary that's on YouTube that, like, shows the sound stage and them going through all of this stuff and how, like, mm-hmm. they actually put cow... Yeah, they do all that ...blood and stuff well. and the guy. Mm-hmm. It's a well-documented Ugh, film it's experience. It's really good. one of the finest 20th century films. It's true. It is one of the best films, and I will say that... Was it made the, the year of my birth? 1980? Mine. 79. Okay. 
Um, it's, uh, it came out the year of my birth. And I also want to say that in July and August, I feel like Sigourney Weaver before she gets on the exit ship when she's running in the hall and she goes back to try and turn things off and it's going back and she goes around the corner and sees the alien. Mm -hmm. Oh no, that's not good. She's going to have to run back to turn things off. She's, (laughs) she's running and she has the cat. She goes around the corner and she sees the alien and she like whips herself around the corner and slowly goes down the wall. And there's this propeller thing happening. So there's a bit of strobe on her face and the house slowly she goes down the wall and and like has to move to then start running in the opposite direction is how I feel every July and August. Wow. Look out for it. Should you ever be watching the movie, you can have a deep dive into a, a moment of my soul. What if she'd been running holding Nomi? Wouldn't that have been that better? I, it wouldn't have worked out well because she would have <laughs> absolutely dropped the dog. The dog would have been like click, 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 clack with her little nails. <laughs> Um, the alien would have been like, no, thanks. Um, and, uh, the movie would have just ended with a shot of Nomi's eyes staring into camera. Like what? Oh yeah. 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 With like blood splacking across her face. Splacking. Splacking. Uh-huh. Okay. So do you want me to read this final thing for you? Sure. I'm not saying that I'm going to be done saying what I want to say, but sure. Okay. Go ahead. Read me something. What time is it? How much? I don't know. Just read it. Okay. So this is, um. These are the final lines of, 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 of a film. Okay. Okay. Matt voiceover. What I remember most was family night. Mom got pretty strict about this time, so we had a lot of family nights. Chris. There's no way I'm wearing this thing. No way. Uh-uh. Matt voiceover. I remember that Chris stopped wearing Jody's shirts, but then he started cutting his own shirts in half. Chris. I got one of those stupid boats. Matt wants to go for a ride. Family night. You know the deal. Joan Cusack. Okay. Chris. Do you want to go with us? Matt voiceover. Sometimes friends would join us for family night. Joan Cusack gestures to a frustrated Jessica Lange to turn her life preserver around as she's trying to put it on backwards. Sometimes we just try to be by ourselves. That was also Matt voiceover. Jessica Lang and Joan Cusack give each other knowing smiles. Chris. Okay, later, creator. Matt voiceover. I remember once we went out on some boats. I got to drive one by myself. That was good. Most of all, I just remember being together. Because then I was saved. Oh. I know. And that's how I feel about the podcast. Men don't leave. Well. Except Jack. I'm not one. So, <laughs> boo. Um, and, uh, and, um, I'm going to do what I want with my body. <laughs> with my body. Um, yeah, it'll be, you know, uh, you know, I'm a haunting spectral force. Uh, I'm a, I'm a, a Jean Grey, Dark Phoenix. I'm a. I'm a certain, you remember at the end, in the end of Batman Returns, after you believe that Catwoman has, but he can't find her body. She, you know, blows up Max Shrek by saying, uh, you know, he tries to kill her and is unable to. And she, the way that you remember and she goes, don't. you had to look it up and read it. And he shoots two more shots. He tries to shoot her again with a gun, but there's no bullets left. And she says, two lives left. I think I'll save one for next Christmas. But in the meantime, 
how about a kiss, Auntie Claus? And then she turns on her uh, whatever, taser thing and sticks it in his mouth and her mouth while grabbing her metal nails into cords and electrocutes them both, you think. Bruce Wayne Batman runs down, pulls all the wreckage apart. There's fried up Max Shrek based on Donald Trump and uh, other terrible authority uh, white men. And um, can't find Selena Catwoman. Gets in the car, they're driving on and uh, he sees a, he sees Catwoman's body, he thinks, in an alley and asks Alfred to pull over. Instead, there's this black cat that he finds, takes back into the car. And Alfred says um, uh, something about that thing of goodwill towards men. What is that thing? Peace on earth and goodwill oh, towards men. He, Christmas? He's, he's, he says peace on earth and goodwill towards men. And, and Bruce says, and women. Camera, the car drives away, camera pans up, you just see the sky, and then you see Catwoman's head come up. She's still In the alive. car? Uh-uh, she's on it. She's watched them drive away from a building. Wow. That's yeah. beautiful. That's the end of Batman Returns? Uh-huh. And she looks... How did we not get a sequel with Michelle Pfeiffer? Honey, that's why I have to take a break from this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a real... It's it's. I did appreciate that you felt like my acting is better than hers in... Um, Jack, you're a better actor than in French Pfeiffer. In French Exit. That's incredibly kind. I mean, Parker was like, I can't finish watching this movie without you watching it with me because it's basically watching Michelle Pfeiffer play you, play her. Exactly. Play the character. Exactly. So that I feel like I'm watching Michelle Pfeiffer play you... Play her playing the character. Look, this is the end of the podcast for today with Jack. And mm-hmm. and it's sadder for those listening than it is for me because I will Don't have see Jack basically tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. But also, Jack and I have to start working on things like yeah. John's senior solo. Jack's <gasps> senior solo. Yep, yep, yep. And, um, but anyways... We love anyways, you. Anyways, like, click, subscribe. Um, you can find me at jackforever.com. And um, there is a senior solo that that I can't wait for people to see with um, our child, Jack. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I think will be called Jack Jack. I will have a show this summer. I believe that is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, surprise, surprise. surprise. You'll, you'll find out about that uh once the details are shored up and i will also be having a show in 2022 at mass mocha that i would love people to see that i'm not gonna talk about yet you can have me on the podcast interviewing me about it (laughs) 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 when it gets there um ladies gentlemen other i love you so much and i i have absolutely resented doing this podcast and then loved it (laughs) um and then ended up loving it in in this way each time and um uh I remember getting a review once that said my middle name is ambivalence, and uh, I I concur. I absolutely am deeply ambivalent about pretty much everything, and that's because I care deeply. Um, so I love you, all of you out there in the dark, <laughs> and um, we loves you. We loves you. Smell you later.
Hi, Dance and Stuff listeners. This is Margaret Fuhrer. I'm the editor and producer of the Dance Edit podcast. Like you, we love Reed and Jack over at the Dance Edit. And if you get especially excited when they turn into journalists and do reporting, we think you might like our podcast too. The Dance Edit podcast is a weekly dance news show. It's hosted by me and three other editors from Dance Media. We work on Dance Magazine and Dance Spirit and Point. And every Thursday, we discuss and sometimes yell a little bit about the week's top dance news stories. And then we interview one of the dance artists who's shaping the news. And our recent interview guests have actually included a few dance and stuff friends. We've had Kyle Abraham, we've had Lloyd Knight. Basically, we've built a nice little nerdy community, and we hope you'll join it. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts and at thedanceedit.com slash podcast. 